Today's daf is Ksubis daf Lamed Zayin, and we are 11 lines from the bottom of daf Lamed Vav Omideis Vesovar Rabbi Yehuda Bekdushasa Kaimat. Today's daf is being learned Le'ilu Nishmas Chaim Alazar Ben Yibada Lechaim Reb Shimshin Aryeh. So, we're still discussing the very first halacha of Perak Elu Nairois, and that is Elu Nairois Sheyesh Lahem Knas, and Elu Nairois Sheyem Lahem Knas. And really the majority of the Shas Katan that we learned during this past week was discussing the concept of someone that was Ma'anis or Mefata, a Naira Pesula, whether or not there would be Knas taking into account the drushes of Shimon Ateimani, Rab Shimon ben of Veloisi Eliisha, and more notably, taking into account the concepts of Kamle Bidirab Today's daf is going to continue on that note. However, the beginning of the daf is discussing another type of Naira that's Einla Knas, and that is, the Mishnah said, Habalak Yoris, Valashvuya, Valashifcha, Sheniftu Vesheniskairu Vesheniskairu Yeserois Al Benois Shaloi Shanem Vioimacha. So if there's a Giyoris who became a Giyoris when she was older than three years old, there was a Jewish girl that was taken into captivity. She was freed from captivity, but when she was older than three years old. A Shifcha, Kenanis, was freed so that she became a full fledged Yid when she was older than three years old. All three of those Nairois said the Mishnah. If someone was Ma'anas or Mafata, there would not be Knas. And the reason is because the only time there's Knas is if the Naira is a Psula. But to the extent that she's a Baula, then there is no Knas. A Goya, a Shvuya, and a Shifcha are all Becheskas Baulois. And as a result, there would not be Knas. Now, the first Mishnah said, if they were Nisgairu, Niftu or Nishtachru, when they were less than three years old, even though they're Becheskas Baula, still did be Knas, because the Be'ilo would not impact their status as a Psula. The reason is because a Pchusa Mibash that has Be'a, Psula Chayzris, such so she'd still be a Psula. Where it impacts is in the event that they were Niftu, Neskairu, and Nishtachru, Yiseiris Albanois Shaloyshan and Viyaymech. Then the Mishnah brought another shita, the shita of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda, I mean, Rabbi Yehuda said, Rabbi Yehuda said, I disagree with one thing mentioned in the Mishnah. I hold that if there was a shvuya that was niftis, the halach is, she, if someone was ma'anas or mafata, would have to pinay knas. I, I thought a shvuya is becheskas bula, and the only time this knas is when there's a psula. Rabbi Yehuda didn't explain his position, but Rabbi Yehuda said, We treat her as if she's a psula, and the is going to be a chiv knas. The Gemara mentioned a machloikis amayron, a machloikis between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi as to what pshat, posh pshat in Rabbi Yehuda is. Rabbi Yochanan said that Rabbi Yehuda v'rabdoisa amru davarecha. There's a sheet of Rabbi somewhere else that says that even though Chazal ordinarily treated a shvuya as being becheskas, that she was violated, but Rabbi Yehuda held not that way. Said Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi You want to know Pshat in Rabbi Yehuda? It's because he held like that Rabbi He held, contrary to the conventional wisdom, that a Shvuya is not Becheskes Bula. So it's Pashat. You want to know why a Shvuya has Knas? It's because she's not Becheskes Bula. But Rabbi argued. Rabbi said, Rabbi Yehuda's Moida, that in Kol HaToyrah Kula, we look at a Shvuya as if she's Becheskes Bula. Eyes up, Rabbi. If that's the case, why did Rabbi Yehuda say there's no Knas? He said, because really, 
although she's Bechesk Gula, but we don't know for sure. It's all based on assumptions. We're not going to rely on these assumptions in this context to say that this person should be absolved from paying the penalty that ordinarily a person has to pay for being Manas Mefata based on maybe she's a Bula. It's true. In Kala we would be but over here, there's a good reason not to, we're not. In fact, the Gemara said that Rabba held that in Rabbi Yehuda's world, it doesn't have to be the reason of but any good reason would be enough to say that we shouldn't view the Shfuya as if she's Becheska's Bula. For example, a Besula's Ksuba, learning Mesachta's Ksuba, is Masayim. A Beula's Ksuba is Mana. What if a Shfuya gets married? Rabbi Yehuda's Shita is that she gets Masayim. Rabbi Yechonah will say, of course he holds you get Masayim. That is Shita's Rabbi Yehuda. He holds that every single Shvuya is still Becheska's Psula. Rabbi said, no, I hold ordinarily Nish. But here too, there's a good reason that we should view her as being a Besula. Why? It's like this. She'll be more suitable. If the rumor is going to spread that she was Nivala once, it may impact her ability to get married. So according to Rabbi Yechonah, Rabbi Yehuda Shita is that... Uh, Shvuya is Biktushasa Kaima in the literal sense. He disagrees, he's a Das Yochid, him and Rabdaisa, that there is no such idea that we look at every Shvuya as if she's Becheska Spula. According to Rabbah, Avada Rabbi Yehuda's Moida, fundamentally to the concept of a Shvuya. However, if there's a really good reason to say otherwise, he would, such as in our Mishnah, and such as as it relates to Herksuba. So the Gemara is going to begin the first part of the Daf. With a few questions that the Amiroim asked on Shitas Rabbi Yechanan. Again, on the Shita of Rabbi Yechanan, who holds that according to Rabbi Yehuda, uh, Shvuya is 100% treated as if she is the Cheskas Besula. Says the Gemara Vesav, Rabbi Yehuda, is that true that Rabbi Yehuda holds? That we look at a Shvuya as if she's a Besula. The fact that she was captured is neither here nor there. But Tanya, we learned to the Bride, so if somebody redeems a Shvuya. So we're talking about a Koyen who's now allowed to marry a Shvuya, ostensibly. Why? Because maybe she's a Zaina, although Al-Ze'anudanin, as we're about to see. And now the Kayan went that he redeemed the Shvuya. Yisoyana, he's allowed to marry her. Meyidba. Let's say he testified after he redeemed her that she's okay, meaning that nobody violated her. Then, lo Yisoyana. He can't marry her. Now, you can't even read the words. The Gemara is going to clarify. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda said, Benkachu, Benkach, lo Yisoyana. It doesn't matter if he was paid to her and did say Eidos, he was paid to her and he didn't say Eidos. Either way, this Kayan would not be allowed to marry this Shvuya. So the Gemara says, let's first try to understand the words of the Braisa and what the Kasha on Rabbi Yechonah is going to be. So first things first, Hagufa Kasha. How do you even read the sheet of the Chacham? Amrit, the Chacham said, I pray this Shvuya Yisoyana. That if somebody redeems a Shvuya, he's allowed to marry her. And then we said, That if he says Eidos after he redeems her, that I know for a fact that she was never touched, then he can marry her. But because he's even saying Eidos now, all of a sudden he can't marry her. So the Gemara says, no, holy kasha. That's not a kasha. You have to know how to read the b'risa. Sometimes you have to know where to put a kama. This is what the b'risa means. If someone's paid a shvuya and he's made, he says, Eidos, I know for a fact that she's okay. He's allowed to marry her. 
If, however, he would simply say Eidos, without having redeemed her, then he's not allowed to marry her. So ultimately what the Bryce is saying is that the only time a Kayan that was Poida would be allowed to marry her, even if he says for a fact, I know she's good, is if he actually was Poida her. But if he wasn't Poida or not, the Gemara is going to explain momentarily what the Svar is, but at least we can read it. We couldn't read it until this explanation. Now at least there has some shot. If he Poida, if he actually incurred expenses to free her from this bondage, then the halach is he'd be allowed to marry her. Otherwise, not. But what do we want? We're focusing on Shittas Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said, that a coin can't marry a shvuyah. According to Rabbi, that Rabbi Yehuda is moided to the Iker concern that Chazal had with Rabbi Shvuyah, that she's a nivala. So in this case, she would be a zoina because she was nivala to her captors who are psulim. She therefore is now also to marry a coin. So I understand Rabbi Yehuda's but according to Rabbi Yechonon, who holds that Rabbi Yehuda Daika, he's the Shita that says that I'm not worried about it for you. I'm not in a spell. No, she's 100% okay. So how could Rabbi Yehuda say, Benkachu, Benkach, lo Yisayeno? So the Gemara, two terutz. Amr HaPapa, HaPapa said the first terutz, the easier terutz. Eimah, Rabbi Yehuda, Eimah, Benkach, Ubenkach. Yisoena. Change the gear, sir. Not Benkachu, Benkach, lo Yisoena, but rather Benkachu, Benkach, Yisoena. And it's Rabbi Yehuda Lishi Tasai, who's not worried that a Shfuya maybe was Nivala. Rafuna Braid Rav Yeshua, also an easy tarot. La'ilam Kidiktani Rabbi. Really, don't edit the words of Rabbi Yehuda. Meaning, keep the words the way we have them. Rabbi Yehuda, Oimer Benkach, Benkach, Lo Yisaino. However, Rabbi Yehuda, when he said those words, he wasn't stating his own shita. Right? Usually, if an Amorah says something or Tana says something, he's saying what he believes. Over here, when he said those words, he didn't mean, thus is my shita. What he meant to say was, Rabbi Yehuda le devreim the Rabbana Kamalu. He was talking to the Rabbana. And he was telling them like this. Lididi, according to me, ben kachu, ben kach Why? Because that's my shita. El lididchu. But according to you, ben kachu, ben kach lo yisoena mi bayale. What's this distinction that if the Kayin redeemed her, now he's allowed to marry her? Who cares if he redeemed her? At the end of the day, she might be a zaina. And if she might be a zaina, there's a problem. Now you're telling me, but he's saying Eidos. But you're telling me Eidos alone itself doesn't work. It only works if he redeemed her. Why would that make a difference? Rabbanon, the Gemara says, Rabbanon is going to respond. The reason, if he himself redeemed her, he is then allowed to marry her. Because there's an umdana that if he paid money to redeem her, then probably he did his due diligence. He looked into it a little bit. And if he taka, looked into it and is comfortable that no one touched her, then we're going to trust. But but if all he's doing is is being mayed, kedi without having redeemed her, then he's not allowed to marry her, because then we're concerned that maybe he just wants to marry her, and that's why he's saying this, if he actually put up money. Okay, so now the money talks, and now we believe that what he's saying is true. But if he didn't put up any money, all he's doing is saying, hey, this, then we're going to be chayshidim, and then it's not going to be okay. So really, in short, the Gemara gave two terutzim to answer this question from this Rabbi Yehuda in the Bray. So the Yisoyed of the two terutzim are the same. Rabbi Yehuda in this Bray holds that if someone's paid a shvuya, koyen, yisoyeno, Benkach Benkach, doesn't matter. He put him on, he didn't put him on, it's irrelevant. If he thinks she's okay, he's allowed to marry her. Why is that the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda? Because going to Rabbi Yechanan, this is Rabbi Yehuda Lashitasa. He's the sheet that holds that a shvuya is not Becheskas Pula. The problem was Rabbi Yehuda didn't say that. Rabbi Yehuda said Benkach Benkach, 
He didn't say benkachu benkachisena. So for that we have two terutzim in the Gemara. Either change the girsa benkachu benkachisena, or don't change the girsa, but just say that the words of Rabbi Yehuda benkachu benkach loyisena is really talking to the Rabbanon. And Rabbi Yehuda saying is Rabbanon, you should hold benkachu benkach loyisena. Now you want to know what I hold? I happen to hold benkachu benkachisena, but you don't hold that. So you're starting to make distinctions. I don't hear your distinctions. And the Gemara explained what the distinction really is. That was the first teret kasha that the Gemara gave on Rabbi Yochanan's understanding of Rabbi Yehuda with the two terutzim. Second question. Romali Rapapa Bar Shmuel Rabbi Yosef. So Rapapa Bar Shmuel asked the following question to Rabbi Yosef. Is that true? The way Rabbi Yochanan understands the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda. That every shvuya is b'kdusha sakayma. We assume that she's still a basul of a tiny balloon to the bride. So ha-giyoyrash in the sky of Ruasodam. A giyoyrash was Neskairas, this was a non-Jewish woman, and she became a Giyoyres. And then right after she became a Giyoyres, she saw Damnita. Rabbi Huda, I mean, Rabbi Huda holds Dayashaita, that she's Tomei, but only Dayashaita, she's Tomei from the time that she saw the Dam. Meaning, we're not concerned that maybe the Dam had been there previously, and as a result, there's some form of no, we look at her as a regular woman that's Royadam, and a regular woman that's Royadam is Metama Meisleis, she's Tome for the lesser of 24 hours, or from the last time that she did a bedika. So we have a machloikis, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yoisi, a giyoris that sees that, is there tumul mafreya, or is there not tumul mafreya? So the real background, which Rashi gives bekitzer, to this halacha, is the very first mission of Masech Nida, where there's a halacha that a woman that sees dam, there's some form of tumul mafreya. I mean, we don't just say, now she saw the dam, so she's only tummy from now. It's a big machloikis tanob, shamay hillel, chachamim, oimrim, loiki derezeh, loiki derezeh, but... There's certainly a concept of, of Tumal Mafreya. Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Yudu were arguing whether there's Tumal Mafreya for a Giyaris or there's no Tumal Mafreya for a Giyaris. The reason there wouldn't be Tumal Mafreya for a Giyaris is because a Goya does not have Tumal Midairaisa. So even though there is a concept of B'nai Skutim, they have Damnida, they themselves are Tomei Kizava, but there's no real Damnida Midairaisa. And because there's no real Damnida, so Chazal will make as it relates to Tumal Mafreya. So this was this Shailo, Tumal Mafreya by Giyaris or not. We need the next line. Rabbi Yehuda says that a Giyoyres has to wait three months from when she became a Giyoyres before she gets married. Rabbi Yehuda says you could do Eresin right away. Rabbi Yehuda also holds that you could do Nesuin right away. What's the kasha? It's not even clear what the kasha is. The kasha is that how could you tell me that Rabbi Yehuda holds that every shvuya is Bikdusha Sakaimo? She retains her status as being Absula. Rabbi Yehuda said that when a woman is Megayer, she has to wait three months before she gets married. Now, why would she have to wait three months? For the same reason any woman, once she was married, has to wait three months before she gets married again. It's because you have to have Avchon of Gimel Chadashim between marriages. One woman could not have been with two men within a three-month period. Because if she does, and then she gets pregnant, there may be a shayla who the father of this child is. So there's a din of Avchan. Rabbi Yehuda holds that every Goya is Becheska's Be'ula. And because she's Becheska's Be'ula, a Giyaris always has to wait three months. Rabbi Yehuda not, no, you don't have to. But Rabbi Yehuda is the one that does. So Freyta Gemara, here you have a Rabbi Yehuda that holds that every Goya is Becheska's Be'ula, yet you have a Rabbi Yehuda that holds that every Shvuya is Bektushas HaKaimus. What's the Gemara's Teretz? 
Amale. So Rav Yosef told Rav Papa Bar Shmuel, what kind of cash is this? He said, Giyoris ashfuyu karamis? Giyoris loy minter anafsha? Shfuyu minter anafsha? It's two different talachas. Giyoris a, was a Gaia. When she was a Gaia, so the assumption was that she was promiscuous. And as a result, there's a concern that maybe she was nivala. A shfuyu is a Bas Yisrael that's in captivity. And Rav Yehuda holds that minter anafsha. She's going to do whatever she can possibly do to make sure that nobody takes advantage of her. And Rav Yehuda's well, that's fine. Good. You don't understand Rabbi Yehuda? It's one thing. But what kind of cash is that? You're asking a question. Stating that, the Gemara says that Tamayiram asked a different question. And this wasn't Giyoris Ashfuya. This was Shfuya Ashfuya. That's already a good question. What is that question? That's what we need. Yehuda says all these three women have to wait three chadashim before they get married. Rabbi Yossi again is matter liores He allows you to get married right away. This already is a good question because this says shvuya and it says every shvuya that's redeemed has to wait three months before she gets married. Who said that? Divrei. Rabbi Yehuda, how could Rabbi Yehuda say that a shvuya is big to shasa kaimo? Rabbi Yehuda himself said that every shvuya has a denavchana. Now, in the world of the Chachamim, that every single shvuya is becheskas bulai. I understand why there would be a parish of avchana. But Rabbi Yehuda, the who holds big to shasa kaimo, why would it be a halacha of avchana? So, this was the follow up question that Rabbi Yehuda asked Rabbi Yosef. So, the first question he asked Rabbi Yosef was from the Giyoris. And what did Rabbi Yosef tell him? Giyoris, ashvuya, karamas? Yeah, but then he was Rami. And that was already a good question. And the Gemara says, Ishtek, he was quiet. When he heard this question, he didn't say anything. Rabbi Yosef told Rabbi Yosef, he said, he says, you know, you asked a good question. Do you know the answer too? Amalei, yes. Hachiam Rav Sheshes. Rav Sheshes said, It's talking about where there were actually Adam that saw the beer. Meaning the case where the Shvuya has to wait three months is talking about that she's not just a Shvuya. There's actually Adam that saw a beer. So because there's Adam that saw a beer, so therefore she has to wait. Frank the Gemara. Yehachim, I time to Rabbi Yossi. How could Rabbi Yossi argue? Rabbi Yossi was matter liores filinoset ova. Now Rabbi Yossi was matter in the previous price also that was talking about a giyores. But say there, there Rabbi Yossi that a Giyaris is not Becheska's Bula. But here you know she's a Bula. So if you know she's a Bula, how could there not be a Allah of Havchana? I'm a rabbi. Rabbi said, because of Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi holds, Isha Mezana, Mishameshes B'moich Shalaitis Aper. Rabbi Yossi holds that whenever a woman is Mezana, we had the Shittas Rabbi Yossi in Perakah Choyleitz in Masech Desivalmas, that whenever a woman is Mezana, there's a, a, an assumption that she's going to use a Moich, that was a primitive form of birth control, Shalaitis Aper. So like this, she won't become pregnant. And because... We know she's using the moich, so therefore you don't have to worry. I mean, of course, Rabbi Yossi understands that a giyoris is maybe becheskas bula, and certainly over here, the shvuyo, they saw be nivala. But when a woman is a shvuyo, she knows there's a chance that this might happen, so she would always be prepared, Rashi says. She would always have a moich. And like this, she knew that if anything's ever going to happen, she'll be able to use the moich, and like this, everything's going to be okay. But really, hachab my askinon, we are, we know for sure there was a bia. That's why Rabbi Yehuda holds there's a din of even though Rabbi Yechanan held that according to Rabbi Yehuda, really you don't have to worry. I, if that's the case, how could Rabbi Yehuda be matter? Because of the fact that there's a that there's a mic. So the Gemara says like this: Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda was matter. Let's just get this clear. The Giyoris, the Shvuya, and the Shifcha, Sheniftu v'Shenesgairu v'Shenesdachru. All three of these women: the Giyoris that was Nesgair, the Shvuya that was Nifta, the Shifcha that was Nesdachru. According to Rabbi Yehuda, don't worry about Gimel Chalashim. Why? Because any time there's a beer, 
there's always going to be a moich. So the Gemara says, let's just think this through a little better. Bishleim the giyayris. I understand the giyayris. Woman doesn't become a giyayris overnight. It's something that takes time. So given the date of the giyayris, being that she's already been going through the process of giyayris, minter and afshel, so she knows that she has to have a moich. Because in the event that there's going to be a bia, she doesn't want the child not to be a Jewish child, etc. So she's going to have a moich. Shvuyanami. She doesn't know where her next place that she's going to end up in. Rashi says an interesting shot. Rashi says that in the Shfuya is always in the back of her mind, thinks that maybe she's going to end up by a Yid and they're going to redeem her. And, and as a result, so she protects herself. So she knows to always be Mishabish Bemach. Shivcha Nami, the Shivcha also, the Shaman, the Pirimara. Probably a Shivcha that went free. She didn't just become free in a second. Probably there was talk about it, there was negotiations. She had a lawyer representing her. So probably she knows already, oh, there's a good chance that at some point I'm going to be freed. And as a result, she knows to be Mishabish Bemach. But the Gemara says, what happens if you had a Shivcha that was Nishtah? Because the other knocked at her tooth, or was Masam Ma'ena, or one of the other Rosh Yevarim. So, what happens if she's Yoitzah B'Shem Va'ayin? There it happened plitzling, it happened in a second, there was no preparation. What are you going to say there? Meaning, there too, you're going to say that the Shifcha was being Mashamish B'Moich. The assumption of the Gemara is that the only time Isha's Mazana B'Moich is when she knows that getting pregnant may work against her at some point. So therefore, she protects herself. She's prepared in the event that, that something like this might happen. But a shifcha, that there was never any chatter about her being freed. Narvas, she's yoytzeh v'shem v'ayin, which is something that was just an oinus. It was just an occurrence that happened to take place. L'churah, she should need havchana, because maybe something happened. Now, Zokta Gemara, v'chitem, you're going to tell me, kol memeilo, loy omer rab yoysi, maybe enachanami, maybe when rab yoysi said, shifcha shten eshtachra, he didn't mean a situation like this. Meaning he only meant a case which he could have prepared herself. But we happen to know that's not true. Why? Because v'harei anusa mafuta de memeilo. Every anusa mafuta is also memeilo. Right, in anusa, this girl was forced into it, and even Mafuta, she was persuaded into it. The time we learned in a brisa, another brisa. Anusa um mafuta tzrichel hamtes gimel chadash and Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda again is the one that is very machmer when it comes to afchana. He holds an anusa mafuta require afchana. Rabbi Yosi matlars from nasa biyad. And yet Rabbi Yosi holds that no, it's muter the erisnin and it's muter the nesuin right away. So you see that Rabbi Yosi shita is that even an anusa it's muter. So again, we're just trying to understand Rabbi Yosi shita a little bit better. How can Rabbi Yosi hold? Then in all these different cases where Adam saw the beer and where you have a, a girl that was Yoytzin V'Shem V'Ayin and you have the Anusa and the Mefuta, all these cases, there's no din of Avchana. So the Gemara says, Oh, my Rabbi, Rabbi, I'll explain to you, Rabbi Yosef, so Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, Mezana, Mishapeches, Kedesh Loytasaber. It's not that the reason Rabbi Yosef doesn't require Avchana is because you don't have to be concerned that she's pregnant because she was Meshameshes B'Moich. Now, that would explain some of Rabbi Yossi. can't explain all of Rabbi Yossi. It's something else. It's because even after the fact, Noch she knows a way to be mesapeches, to somehow put her body in a way that any zera is going to come out, and like this, she'll wait this after. And it's for that reason Rabbi Yossi is not worried, and that would explain everything. Even if she was an Anusa, she's going to be mesapeches, kadei she'll wait this after. She's Yossi's v'shem v'ayin, so then she'll know she's always going to be mesapeches, v'idach, what did the Chachamim, Rabbi Yehuda, who argues with Rabbi Yehuda, he's worried that maybe maybe she didn't do such a good job. I mean, there is such a concept, there is such a way, but 
Lav Dafka, she's going to execute properly, and therefore Rabbi Yudah was more machmer, and therefore he said you're going to need Avchon of Gimel Chadashim, and this concludes the first part of today's Daf, which again was what? It was just a little bit of a Chazara of the end of yesterday's Daf, which we went through fairly quickly, and just a little bit of a discussion of the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah, who holds that if someone's ma'anes or ma'fata, a shvuya, the Allah is, there's still a chiv knas. And there was a major machlokes with global ramifications between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbah. What exactly shitas Rabbi Yehuda is? According to Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yehuda holds, not like the Chachamim, he holds a shvuya is not becheska's ba'ula. So, as it relates to bima'anes or ma'fata, it's for that reason, we look at her as a basula, that's why there's going to be knas. As it relates to her basula, it's going to be masayim. And as it relates to different halachas, a koyim would be allowed to marry her, he holds, does Rabbi Yehuda, that shvui uh, is not becheskas ba'ula, she's not becheskas zayna. Whereas, Rabbi held that that's taking Rabbi Yehuda's shita a little bit too far. No, Rabbi Yehuda's masking that a koyim can't marry such a woman. He's masking be a soy that there's a, a, a problem, it's where there's a reason that we feel strongly do chazal to be soimech on the tzad that maybe she was not nivolo Rabbi Yehuda was willing to be mekel meaning whereas the chachamim were always machmer Rabbi Yehuda had a koyach der but not to take Rabbi Yehuda to the extreme that Rabbi Yehuda holds that biktushasa kaima where do we find that Rabbi Yehuda was mekel in our Mishnah as relates to Ksuba we want her to be treated as a basula when she's in Shaduchim because that's going to benefit her. But the bottom line is, a major machlaki samiram had to understand the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda. Moving along and really returning to our regular program. And that is the sugyas of, of Kamle B'der So we've talked so much about Kamle B'der We went through, literally, feels like we learned Nashim Mezikim this week with some lundus as it relates to Kamle. The Gemara now is going to discuss the Makairos to come. Now we know a little bit, because obviously you can't go through the first seven blood of Elonirus without being exposed to the source to come live with the Rabbi. So what have, what have we seen up until this point? We've seen that there's a concept of come live with the Rabbi where somebody does one of for which is Chayef Misa and is Chayef Moment. We also saw a concept of come somebody does an Aver, for which is Chayef Malkus and is Chayef Moment. What was the Makar for Misa moment? It's learned out from the Parashat Kiyinatsu Anashim and Parashat Mishpatim. Two men were fighting. One of the men inadvertently hit a pregnant woman, killed the child. The question is, is he chayiv to make vladois or is he not? And the Pasuk says very clearly, if there was an Asoyin, if he killed the woman, then he's going to be Pater. If then he's going to be chayiv. If he killed the woman, he's chayiv Misa. He's chayiv Misa. Come live with the He's Pater for a moment. If not, not. So that's the Makar for Misa moment. What was the Makar for Malkus in moment? The Makar was, it says, Kedei Rishasa. It says it in the parish of Malkus. And we learn from there, Mishum Risha, Achas, Atam, Achayvoy. Viatam, Achayvoy, Mishum, Shtei, Rishas. Okay, which one does a person get? Achloikis, Rabbi Yochanan, and Ula. Rabbi Yochanan said, Milka Laki, Mamoyna Loi Mishalmi. Ula said, Mamoyna Mishalmi, Milka Loi Laki. Either way, the Mishnah, just to get the exact context, and the end of Lamed Vav Amid Beis, brought them a car to come live with Rabbi Minei as it relates to Miso Mamed. It said, The Cholam is Chayv Benafsha, Imashal and Mamed, Shinemar, Vim Loi Yia Asrain, Onoi Shi, Onoi Zokti Gemar, Bahami Hacha Nafka. Is this possible to make a car to come live with Rabbi Minei, Bahasam Nafka? I thought we know it from somewhere else. It says, Kedei Rishasoi, Misham Rishach, Zatam Chayv, Yatam Chayv, Misham Shtei Rishais. So which Makar is it? Is it Vim? And for the Gemara, what we just spoke out, there's two Makairis, because there's two types of Kamle B'derabimnes. Chada b'miso umamay, the Chada b'malkus umamay, 
Fitzrich. One is coming to teach me come up the rabbin where it's misa moment. One's coming to teach me come up the rabbin where it's malchus moment. And I need both. I mean, misa moment because I only know misa moment. I would send me from the ibn neshama over there. Somebody's dying, and because somebody's dying, so the einish achamor is so so chamor. So over there we say come up the rabbin. I have a malchus moment like ibn neshama, but with the einish achamor, with the rabbin is simply malchus. So maybe over there it's not strong enough to say come le. Yes, I mean malchus moment. And had I only known come up when it comes to Malkus Mammon, I would have told Mishom to like Chomer Isure. Maybe the reason there's Chomer with the Rabbim in it is because at the end of the day, that Aveir this person did wasn't so Chomer. Right? He did one Aveir which is Chai Malkus Mammon. I hear, you know, Malkus Mammon. Avo Miso Mammon. But if he didn't Aveir which is Chai Miso, the Chomer Isure, which the Is is more Chomer. Maybe there you don't say Chomer with the Rabbim So you can argue that when there's Miso, it's more of a sphere, yeah, to say Chomer with the Rabbim because the Rabbim is more Chomer, it's like a pattern more. But then again, you can argue when what you did is so Chomer, we're not letting you off the hook with only the Rabbim No, we're going to pile on, we're going to make you do everything. Three chutz. For that reason, we needed two Makaris. One for Miso Mammon, one for Malkus Mammon. Zok to Gemar, Rameh, your Dama Loikum Shalim. Coint Rameh that holds that you're Loikum Shalim. What does he do with the second Makar? Meaning, Coint Rameh, there is no Allah that you're not Loikum Shalim. So what does he do with Kedai Rishasai? So the Gemara Chada b'Misa Umamin, the Chada b'Misa Umalkes. One is coming to teach me that this come of the Rabbim when there's Misa Umamin, and the other pasuk is coming to teach me that this come of the Rabbim when a person did one averif which is Chayiv Misa and he's Chayiv Malkus v'Tzricha. And the Gemara says in Rab Meir's world you would need a makar for Misa Umamin and Misa Malkus. The Yashmina Misa Umamin said I don't know Misa Umamin. I would have told Mishum the Chada b'Guf and the Chada b'Mamayne. One is in the Guf, the other one's in the Mamayne. Loyav Din, and that's not something we do. Meaning we're not going to punish a person in two parts of his life your guth and your money no that not where both the misa and the malchus are in the guth there you can argue perhaps maybe we should do both Meaning, maybe the way we look at Misa and Malchus. Now, if a person's high Misa and Malchus, which is he getting first, right? That's not a trick question. First Malchus and then Misa. Okay, so maybe the way we look at it is, is it's like a Misa Richter. We're going to kill him, but we're going to take the long scenic route. First the Malchus, and then eventually we're going to end off with the, with the, with the final Knack, which is going to be the Misa. But over there, you can argue that Ulai, that's something we would do. Yes, we know Misa Malchus, and I don't know by Misa Malchus, I would have said the Tartu Begufu of Dinan. Fakir it. Then maybe it's because Tartu Begufu, two things with the Guf, that you don't do. Ava Misa Malchus, the Chad Begufu, 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 the a situation where they're both in the guf. The other is a situation where one is in the guf, one's in mountain. So you can hear a svara that two in the guf you would do. You can hear a svara two in the guf you wouldn't do. It's for that reason you need both. Now Toysa speaks out. So according to the Chachamim, we have two makaris for Kamle. One is for Misa Mom and one is for Malkus Mom. According to Rameh, we have two makaris of Kamle. One is for Misa Mom and one is for Misa Umalkus. What does Rameh do with Malkus Mom? He holds you like a Mashalim. There is no Kamle. What did the Chachamim do with Miso and Malkus? That the Gemara never spoke out. So Toysus speaks out. It's a top Toysus on Ahmed base. For Abanon, Malkus, Umamon, Umisa, Umalkus, Travayu, Nafki, Mechdei, Rishasai. They learn Miso and Malkus from the same place they learn Malkus, Umamon, the Mashma, because the, the Pirish of the Joshua is that in the Schayev, Bahadei, Malkus, if a person was Schayev, Malkus, and together with the Malkus, he's Schayev, Miso, Umamon, you're going to end up getting only one of the two punishments. So Toysavah says that that's Poshit, that according to the Chachamim, the Makar from Misa and Malkus is going to be the same as the Makar from Malkus or Mamad. The Pasuk says that if somebody kills somebody by Mezid, 
you can't take any money from the Reitzeach. And the Gemara asks Lomeli, why do I need this Pasuk? Now, the question Lomeli assumes the wrong Pshan in the Pasuk. The Gemara thinks that maybe Pshan in this Pasuk is that if somebody kills somebody and he's also Chayev Mamin, like Sikhu Kaifel Nefesh Reitzeach, because of Kamle B'derabimine. Wait, the Gemara, why do I need this Pasuk for Kamle B'derabimine? I already know Kamle B'derabimine. Someone says, no, this means something else. Amr Rahman, the Torah is coming to say, like Sishko Mamoina Mine, Vesiftere Mikta. It means somebody's Chayev Misa. And then the family cat together and they say, you know what, I have an idea. Why are we killing this person? Let's take money. Makes more sense. Sometimes it can be in everybody's interest to do that. Not just that, you're going to save a Yiddish and a Shama. So why are we killing him? Zach the Torah, you can't do that. For like, Sikhu Koifel and Nefesh Reitzeach. It's a passage in the Torah. Says the Gemara, it says like, Sikhu Koifel Lonus El Ir Miklotoi. Lamali, what do I need that Pasuk for? See, here we're talking about someone that's running to the Ir Mikl, which means he killed somebody And again, the Pasuk says, And again, the Gemara thinks in the Havamina that what the Pasuk is saying is that being that he's Chayv Golos, so therefore he's Pater from Mamin. We already know Kamla Bidir Abamine. The Gemara says, no, this Pasuk also means what the previous Pasuk means. Pasuk is saying, if somebody's Chayv Golos and the family gets together, the guy Ladam, we bring everyone into a room and he says, you know what, just pay him off and everything is going to be okay. So Dr. Terry, you can't do that. So essentially, we have two psukim that are saying the same thing. That if someone's a retzeh b'meizid, like sikhu kaifer, and if someone's a retzeh b'shoigig, like sikhu kaifer, so the Gemara of a trade cry, why do I need two psukim? So the Gemara chad b'shoigig v'chad b'meizid. One's talking about retzeh b'shoigig, one's a retzeh b'meizid, but tzrichin I need both. Yash min amazed. Because I only know by the retzeh b'meizid, I would have sent me the chamer isure, because that very that he did is more chamer. He in a premeditated way, went, and he killed somebody. So because that very did is more chamer, the other Torah says, like, sikhu koifel and nefesh retzech, avu shoygu le chamer yisurei. But someone that only kills somebody, b'shoygu with the aver is not as chamer. Even though maybe not, v'yash min and shoygig. And had we only known shoygig, I would have thrown me from the lack of Ibn Shammah. That's because, if somebody kills someone b'shoygig, what's the aver? What's the oinish that's going to happen? He's going to end up in Golis. No one's killing him. I mean, he has to be careful from the guy Ladan, but really, no one's killing him. And because no one's killing him, so maybe that person we're not going to bail out. I've amazed. But someone who kills somebody, amazed. The himself's going to die if we actually go forward with the regular punishment. So aim a light. I would have thought that maybe we should bail him out. Three if we need a pause. Again, you can hear a svara why the amazed. We don't want to bail out. You can hear a svara for because we'd save his life if we bailed him out, why we actually should bail him out. Another Pasuk. It says, says the Gemara, what does this Pasuk mean? I mean, it sounds like that. If somebody kills someone, the only way the land is going to be satisfied and atoned is if this person's own blood ends up being spilled. Now, what's this pastor coming to teach me? We know. We know that as well. So the Gemara says, I'll tell you, me boy, later, Kedatanya, teaches Allah that was taught in the following, we're talking about a situation of Egla Rufa. What's Egla Rufa? We found a dead corpse and we don't know who the Reitzeach is, so we go out. Bezdin does, and they measure, and the Zikanim of the city that's closest has to bring a, an Eglarufa with a whole procession. Either way, so what happens if after they did the Eglarufa, they found the Ritzach? There could have been a Havamina, 
Ben Benoy Shalhava, you know, that maybe this person's off the hook. Why? They brought Agla Rufa already. He got the Kapara. So maybe he's not. So the Rai said, you know, she ain't Paitun Rai Sai. That's not Allah. Never the Pasuk says, that in such a situation, you have to kill the Ritzach. Another Pasuk. What do I need this Pasuk for? Another Pasuk that says, if someone kills, you have to kill him. Again, we know that. So what's this pasuk coming to say? Another price. How do you know that if someone's chayiv sayif that the where the sayif was was on the person's neck when they gave somebody sayif for being a ritzech? Right, ritzech chayiv sayif. That's why we're talking about sayif. So how do you know that the sayif is from the neck? Maybe the pasuk says hadam hanoki mikirbecha, and we learn from there. We compare all the shayif chaydam and all the sayif. People to the Egla Rufa. Malahalmanatsav, just like the Egla Rufa, they used to behead it from the Tsavar. Av Shoif Chedom and Minatsavar, someone that was a Retzech was also Minatsav. I Malahalon, Bikoifitz, the Egla Rufa, they used to kill the Ego with a Koifitz. It's a certain type of messer. Umimul Erif, and it was also behind the neck. Av Kam Bikoifitz and Mimul Erif. Is that the way you kill a Retzech as well? Amrav Nachman, Amrav Ravu, Amakra? No. And we learn from there, Berar Loi Misa Yafa, that when a person is given Misa, we should try. To give the person the misa yafa, some from the yahaftla we learned that that would be not a, a very nice, fine way to give a person misa, and therefore we're not going to do it that way. Just to speak out one ha'ara, only because it segues to the flamitches from last machser, which is going to be posted. So lamitches from uh, the last machser begins with a long raid bite, which really was a hemshech to a raid bite from the end of lamid zayin. So just to make it meaningful, we have to at least just speak out one ma'aramakim, and that is there's a remah, a remah, one of the rishonim, that the Shittim Akubetzis quotes on this Gemara that says, the Meaning, the Ramah was bothered that we're being sensitive to the person that's getting Misa's Bezdin because of the Yahaftal Reyacha Kamaycha. Couldn't there be an argument that maybe there's no Chiv to love your fellow Jew if he's someone that's on death row right now? Dr. Amma, I see in this Gemara not that way. Because you see, we're invoking even for someone that's chayef misas bezdin. Dr. Amma, here's the punchline. You should love the bad guy. And even if he was chayef misa, but still broadly misa yafa. It's a fascinating Ramah with hashkofa ramifications. The raid bite is in the beginning of Taflamitras. So as it relates to being towards the very, very end of the sugya of Kamlev the Rabbimine, we left some raid on the table earlier in the week. So just to speak out one ha'ara, which is not Bichlal exclusive to Perakei Lunairis, but it's just something that I think it's good to talk about and really get the conversation going for future raid bites as well. So we mentioned earlier in the week that the Prima Godim, in a Sefer Rosh Yosef, it's a Mesechtes Megillah, Daflamet Aleph on the days, he clears his Shiloh. We pass him like the Chachonim, not like Rameir, that if a person doesn't have air, which is Chayiv, Malkus, and Momin, that you're not like a We also pass him like Rabbi Yochanan, not like Ula, that Milkalaki, Mamoinaloi Meshalmi. We also pass him like Rabbi Yochanan, not like Rishlokish, that the only time we say that a person who did an Avera, for which is a Chiv Malkus and Chiv Momin, that he's potter from Momin, 
is if he's physically going to be Chayv Malkus. However, if there was no Asral Malkus, or if there was the Avera Sheyesh by Malkus was done B'Shoigik, even though when it comes to Misa Umamen, we have Tanad Vechiski's Drasha that Chayvim Misa and Shoigik in a Pturim and Atashlumen, but when it comes to Malkus, it's not that way. In other words, Halacha if somebody would do an Avera for which is a Chi of Malkus and there's a Chi of Mamen, if there was Hasral Malkus, he would be Chayv Malkus. If there was no Hasral Malkus, Certainly, if he did a B'shoigig, in that case, he would be Chayiv Momin. So the Prima Godim cleared the Suffolk. His question was, what would be Bizman Hazeh? Nowadays, that there is no Malkus. If a person got Hasra Malkus, would he be Chayiv Momin or would he not be Chayiv Momin? Now, obviously, he wouldn't be Chayiv Malkus because we don't administer Malkus. The question, however, is, would he be Chayiv Momin or would he not be Chayiv Momin? Do we say, he had Asrala Malkus? We pass him like Rabbi Yechonah, Milka Lachim, and Mashalmi. So at the very least, he's going to be Potim in Mammon. Or do we say that being that Bepoil physically, you're not getting Malkus, so who cares that you got Asrala Malkus? At the end of the day, there is no Malkus. And if there's no Malkus, so based on that, you should be Chayim Mammon. What's the Hezber of the Suffolk? It's Pashit. When Rabbi Yechonah says that Malkus. And not Mammon is only true if there was Hasrala Malkus. Is it because Rabbi Yechonon holds you physically need the Malkus in order to patter the Mammon? Or does Salein that your Mechuyiv Malkus would be enough for you to patter Mammon? So is it the Malkus or is it the fact that you're Chayiv Malkus? Now, if there was no Asra, then you're not Chayiv Malkus. If you did a B'Shoigig, you're not Chayiv Malkus. And that's Rabbi Yechonon Shita, the Chayiv Malkus, Shoigig, and Chayiv and Lashalim. We know that. The Prima Godim Suffolk is that when there was Hasrala Malkus, is it because you Chayev Malkus, you parted from Amen? Or is it only when you physically got the Malkus? Where even if there's Hasrala Malkus, you're not getting Malkus, would you be Chayev Mammon or would you not be Chayev Mammon? So this is the Prima Godim Suffolk that he declares in Rosh Yosef, in Mesechtis Megillah, Daf Lamed Aleph Amabe. So we mentioned from the St. Peter Ruf in his Shail Sachuvas Avnei Tzion that he brings that the emesis, this Suffolk of the Prima Godim, Kfardoshu Bey Rabbin, and there would seem to be a raya from a shach to one side of the chakira, and there would seem to be a raya from the sma to another side of the chakira. The shach is mefurish. It's in Simon Shin Lamed Ches. It's Sifkot and Beis in the Seifei Ashach, where the shach says that Bezman Azeh, even if a person has Asra, it's commanded like history dummies, but in the Yam Shoshloimah. And the shach says, for sure, Hasra Bezman Azeh, you're going to be Chayef Mamin. But we mentioned that the St. Peter Ruf said over from one of the Achronim, who had a diak in the Sma, not that way. Now, we didn't mention who that Achron was. The Achron was Reb Aaron Walken. Hashem Yimkom Damai. So, Reb Aaron Walken was a Talmud of the Velazhani Yeshiva. He was a Talmud Muvik of the Nitziv. He became the Rav in Pins Karlin, the Achrez Yomov. Eventually, he was in the Kovna Ghetto and he was killed by the Nazis in Machshamon in 1942. He was one of the great Goinim in Lita in Europe during that Kufa. He wrote the Shailas Achuvas Skanaharoin, which is a classic. He also wrote a Sefer called Choshen Aharoin. It's a Pirish on Choshen Mishpat. And in his Choshen Aharoin, it's right in the beginning, it's in Hilchas Dayanim, Simen Aleph, Sif Dalit. He's Medayik from the Sma in Simen Tov Chav Dalit. That the Sma seemed to hold not like the Shach. 
What was the diak? The Shulchan Aruch is discussing someone that's madlik Godesh al Chavera. So if someone's madlik Godesh al Chavera on Shabbos, we know that Allah is, he's bought them in Lashalim. It's the quintessential, it's the classic example of Kam Lebedarabimine, right? If somebody says, give me a classic example of Kam Lebedarabimine, you won't go wrong if you say, madlik Godesh al Chavera be Shabbos. Yichayev Misa, because you're a Mechal Shabbos. You also chayev Mamim, because you're an Adam Amazik. Kam Lebedarabimine, he says, you're going to be potter from Mamim. Abazok to Shulchan Aruch, if someone's madlik Godesh al Chavera on Yom Kippur, over there, the Allah is, you're going to be Chayiv Lushalim. Why? Because we Paskin not like Rav Nuchunya ben Akono, and we hold that Yom Kippur is not like Shabbos Lutashlumen, and therefore there's no common with the Rabbim and Yom Kippur because all you are is Chayiv Kos. Frank the Sma, I have another problem. We also Paskin that you're not like a Mishalim. And we pass in milka lucky, mamayna loy mashalmi. So, Freik desma, why would the Shulchan Aruch say yichayev mamin? Lechayra, you should be chayev malkus. You should be chayev malkus because milka lucky, mamayna loy mashalmi. And if someone is over Yom Kippur, Dalach is, he was over Eloy Sasei. And if that's the case, yichayev malkus. Forget about the chorus. Malkus. The chayev increases are likened. One of the themes of Perakelonaris. So, based on the Malkus, you should be potter for a moment. So, the Sma, very Mechudish the guitarist. He says that it was Mavu in Perakelonaris that even Rabbi Yochanan that holds that Milka Lakim and Moinalay Mashalmi, but Beferish Rips of Torah, Edim Zoyman Latashlumen, and Beferish Rips of Torah, Chayvel Bechaver Latashlumen. And being that over here the Chayv Mamen is a Chayv of Chayvel Bechaver, so Beferish Rips of Torah Latashlumen, that's why you're going to be Chayv Mamen. Why is it such a big Chadish? Because when the Gemara said Beferish Rips of Torah, Chayvel Bechaver Latashlumen, the Gemara is talking about. Yechayev Mamen, as opposed to Malkus for Yosef Pen Yosef. Over here, we're dealing with a different Loisase. We're dealing with the Loisase of this person was over the Issam Allah on Yom Kippur. So, Mechatesi, you, you see anywhere in Perakel Unairis that even in this case, it'd be Chayev Mamen. The Pashup Shad is the Torah said that when it comes to Chayev Bechaveroi, you always remind him of Shalmi Mokuloi. Lucky, that's what the Sma says. That's the way he answers this question. So, Rabbanon walking Hashem Yom Kimdamai, he said, I don't understand the whole Sma. What was bothering the Sma so badly? L'chayra, the Smash should have said Yosef Pashat. What the Smash should have said was, is that the Mechaber was talking Bezman Azeh. Shulchan Aruch didn't write Hilchas Mashiach, the Rambam wrote Hilchas Mashiach, but not the Shulchan Aruch. So if the Shulchan Aruch was discussing Bezman Azeh, Bezman Azeh, there's no Malkus. If there's no Malkus, even if there was Hasral and Malkus, it's nothing. It's Kamandla Yisru Dami. Azoivi is Mefurish in the Shach and Shin Lamet Ches. So it's Pasha why Yichayv Mamen. The reason Yichayv Mamen is, is because there was no Hasral. If there's no Hasral, Chayvim Malkus Shogeg in Rabbi Yechon and Shit is Yichayv Mamen. So what was bothering the Sma? So he said, it's Meduyik. But even Nifla in this Sma, that the Sma must have held that Asra, even Bizman Hazer, would be considered Asra. Because you don't need the Malkus Bepoil. What you need is the Asra of Malkus, the fact that Yechayev Malkus. That in and of itself is going to be enough. And if Dosa learned that Yechayev Malkus in and of itself is going to be enough. So based on that, that would be enough to be Mechayev you. But he muches very, very much. Does the scan the Khoshan Aaron, Skanaharan, Rabaran walk in? Because at the end of the day, it seems like a very big chiddush. It's not now with the Prima Godin Sophic. But it's not like the Shach. And again, it sounds like a little bit of a chiddush that a person that does an Avera today, because there was Hasra and Malkis, that somehow that Hasra could impact that Allah. Right? Even if you think about it, what is Hasra Bismanazah? There's no Malkus, so the Hasra is just a hook of a tlula. I'm warning you that what? You're going to get Malkus? You're not going to get Malkus. So what are we even talking about? So he mutches a little bit to understand the Shita Sasma. In our raid bite, it's the other side of the Prima Godim Suffolk. But in the Chayshan Ari, he's mutching a little bit to understand the Sma. And he says a Pshat in the Sma. He says a Pshat. And this Pshat requires a little bit of an introduction, really a lot of bit of an introduction. 
And this is really the Iker part of the raid. So we'll just uh, go into a, 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 a very interesting Indian that touches on a very fascinating period in Jewish history and then come full circle back to the Sema. And that is, after the, the Spanish Inquisition and after the Jews of Spain were expelled and they were forced to leave the country, so Kiyodua, there were many Jews that under duress lived as Neutzerim for a very, very long time. And really, they were doing the Averis that they had no choice but to do. Eventually, many of these Jews made it to Eretz Yisrael, specifically to Tzvast, that's where the Ike Kihil in Eretz Yisrael was at the time. And they met with the Rabbonim, and they had terrible charata for some of the things that they did, and they sat down with the Rabbonim, and they said, you have to help us. We need to do tshuva. We need to do tshuva. We ate chametz on Pesach, we ate on Yom Kippur, our wives didn't go to the mikvah. There were a lot of things that, living as a noitzri, under that regime, were going to force you to do many different averis, and they were trying to come up with some etzah for kapara. Now, the thing that bothered these Yidin the most was that they were over chayve krisos, and they were afraid of cars. That's something they were afraid of, and they sat down with the Rabbanon, and they said, give us an etzah. So the Rabbanon were being noisin yad l'poshim, and they sat together, and they said, you know, we have a little bit of an etzah. And the etzah was really based on a Mishnah in the end of Masech Desmachis. The Mishnah says, kol chayve krisos shalaku. All Chayve Krisis that get Malchus, we mentioned the Chayve Krisis are also Chayve Malchus. Nifteru Yudei Krisasan, the partner from Karas. So if someone was Chayve Karas and he gets Malchus, he's partner from Karas. Shenemar, the Pasuk says, V'nikla Ochicha Le'enecha, Kishaloka Harehu Ka'achecha. That if someone was Chayve Karas and then he gets Malchus, when he gets Malchus, he becomes partner from Karas. So there was an Eitzah. The Eitzah was, maybe what we should do is, let's give all these Yidin, all these Anusim, by the way, they, these Yidin were known as the Moranos, but the word Morano is a derogatory term. It means pig in Spanish. And really the more proper way to, to describe these Yidin is as Anusim. They were pushed forced to live that the, the way they lived. So these Anusim were told that, you know, we have a little bit of an Eitzah. The Eitzah is, if you got Malchus, so then kol chavi krisa shalaku nifter yidei krisasan. And like this, this is going to be an Eitzah. And they were willing 100%. They wanted the Malchus. They said, let's get the Malchus. And like this, we won't have to worry. We won't have this cloud of chorus that's, that's looming over us. But there was a problem. The problem is, you can't just give somebody Malkus. Malkus has to be administered by a Bezdin. It's Rabbi Yishmael, and the Chachamim, whether it requires a Bezdin shall Gimel Dayanim, or a Bezdin shall Chav Gimel Dayanim. But everybody agrees, there's no Machloikis, that in order to give somebody Malkus, there has to be a Bezdin. Now, not just any Bezdin, but it has to be a Bezdin shall Smuchen. The Bezdin, the Dayanim, have to have Smicha. And Smicha, not in the Heintiger sense, but Smicha as if, the person that got smicha received smicha from someone else, who had received smicha from somebody else, who received smicha from somebody else, tracking itself all the way back to Moshe Rabbeinu. So really, in order to have a proper smicha, you would have had to have had smicha from someone that got smicha dating back to, to Moshe Rabbeinu. And the problem is, we don't have that. That smicha is lost. And the truth is, there's Gemaras that talk about and insinuate that one of the things that Yidin were trying to keep on to very, very much 
in the course of Gaulus was the smicha, because they understood it's a very big deal. If there's no smicha, you can't have a real dayan. If you can't have a real dayan, you can't have a real bezdin, which means you can't have a Sanhedrin. Right? There's a lot of things we would lose out if we didn't have smicha. Just to illustrate the point, with one excerpt of one Gemara, Sanhedrin Yud Gimel Amid Beis, Om Rabbi Yehuda Marav, Brum Zohar Oiso Ishlatoiv, for Rabbi Yehuda Ben Bava Shemot, Rabbi Yehuda Ben Bava Zohar Latoiv, Shemoli Hu, because we're not for him, Nishtak Hu Dine Knosis Mi Yisrael. Dine Knosis would have been forgotten from Yisrael. Once upon a time, the Malchus Arisha made a gzeira on the Yidin. Any person that gives smicha is going to be chayav misa. Anyone that receives it, yeharik. A city where someone got smicha, we're going to destroy the whole city. If you're within the tchum, all those cities in the Tchum are going to be completely wiped out. He said, he went to no man's land, literally. He went between two mountains, between two cities. He made sure he wasn't within the Tchum of any city. If you want to know exactly where it was. And he gave smicha to five people. The Eloheim, Rab Meir, Rab Yehuda, Rab Shimin, Rab Yoisi, Rab Elaz ben Shemur, Rab Abiyah Moisef, Af Rab they ended up finding Rabbi Yehuda Bava, and the Pasik says that they killed Rabbi Yehuda Bava, one of the Asar Rugei Malchus, and the rest is history. So Rabbi Yehuda Bava was so moist and nefesh for smicha. Why was he so moist and nefesh for smicha? What's the big deal? You do smicha. You learn Yeridech, Hashemish, but Yerachayim, right? And you get smicha. So why was he so moist and nefesh? It's because smicha, in the real sense, to be a real diet, it has to be Ishmi, Pi, Ishmi, Pi, Ish, going back to Moshe Rabbein. That's the only way to have smicha, which means that's the only way to be a Musmach, it's the only way to be a dice, the only way to give Marcus. So they had no ability to give Marcus. And because they had no ability to give Marcus, their idea seemed to be dead on arrival. Stating that, the Rabbanim said, we have an Eitzah. Maybe. And that is, we can invoke a very, very obscure Chiddush of the Rambam. It's so obscure that it has no Makar. Most Chiddushim of the Rambam, at some point, we have a Shtikl Makar to. This is a Rambam that didn't seem to have any Makar. And it was something that the Rambam didn't just say once. But he said twice, right? If you say it twice, you really mean it. But this was, we're talking about the Rambam. But the Rambam didn't just say this once, he said it twice. He said it in his Pirish Mishnayis, and then he codified it in his Yad Chazaka as well. In Pirish Mishnayis, it's in the first parak of Mesech the Sanhedrin. L'shoyne azov shal Rambam. Fiyiruli says the Rambam. Ki kichetia haskoma mikola chachomim v'atalmidim, lahaknem aleim ishmena yeshiva, v'yasimu oisay l'rosh. If there's going to be a haskama by all the chachamim and all the talmidim to appoint someone as the rosh yeshiva, ubevat, read the fine print said the Rambam, sheyehezeb eretz yisrael. It has to be an eretz yisrael. Hine ha'ishahu tiskayim loya yeshiva. He'll be the rosh yeshiva. That's pashit. V'yir somach. It's also going to constitute smicha. V'yismoichu achrei kemisha yirtsa. And if afterwards he wants to give smicha, he gives smicha to anybody who wants. She'im loy timer kein. Listen to the Rambam. He says because if you get it, I don't know this for a fact, but v'yirulit this is what I think. And now my raya because if not, e'efshe shetimotzi bezdin agadol oilam. We'll never be able to have a Sanhedrin again. Why? Because in order to be a member of the Sanhedrin, you have to have smicha. Yet the Abish already promised Klai Yisrael that, that we're going to have a Sanhedrin again. And it's going to be before Mashiach comes. So if it's going to be before Mashiach comes, there's no smicha. 
How's it possible? There's no smicha. Rudim and Bava was moist and nefesh. That got us through a rough patch. But today already, it's a very long time since we've had smicha. So if there's no smicha today, why... Did, what did Yeshaya Novi mean when he said, Vashiva Shavtaich Kibari Shaina? How is that Nevuah going to be in the sky? Balkarchat is an Eitzah. There has to be something that we're not seeing. There must be something. And you know what that something is, said the Rambam? The Rambam said, it must be that there is a way to get smicha, and that is if all the Chachmi Yisrael would come together and they would all agree on one person getting smicha, that person would become a Musmach. The Rambam said this in the Spirit of Mishnayis, and then he wrote this Halacha Lamaisa in the Yad Chazak as well. It's in Hilchas Hedrin, it's in Perik Dalit, it's Halacha Yiralaf. And he begins with very similar language. Nirin li hadvarim, says the Ramam. She'im hiskimu kolach hachomim shav Eretz Yisrael. Limno yisdayonim. If all the hachomim and Yisrael would come together to appoint a dayan. V'lis moich oisnan, and to give them smicha, harei elu smuchen. They give smicha to other people. Im Kain says the Rambam, So why did Chacham go to such great pains to make sure that smicha not be forgotten? Exhibit A, Rabbi Yudam and Bava. Rabbi Yudam and Bava was moist enough. She gave up his life for this. So why did he give up his life for this? If, if there's always a workaround, you don't need the shalshalas. So what was the reason? Because at the end of the day, the Yudan are spread out. And it's impossible. Very key words. But the that everybody would be masking. Says the Rambam, if there's already a Samach, once one person has Das Kulan, then he can just run with it. He can give Smicha to anybody he wants. And then the Rambam concluded very ambiguously, this is something that requires a little bit of hachra. It's very rare you see insecurity in the sprach of the Rambam. The Rambam laid things out, even without bringing Makairis. The Rambam said things very, very self-confidently. And here the Rambam, Shaloi Kedarko, he said, But either way, the Rabbanim and Tzvah sat together with these Anusim. And they told Anusim there's an Eitzah. The Eitzah, the Mishnah says, and then the Masech Tismach is called Chayvei Krisos, Shalaku Nifteru Midei Krisosam. You're going to tell me there's no way to give Malchus? There is a way to give Malchus. We can do it. We can invoke this. It's never been invoked before. But maybe today's the day for it. And we're going to take out what the Rambam said in the Spirit Shemeshnayis and what the Rambam wrote in the Ziyad Chazok as well, that if all the Chachmi Yisrael will be masking to appoint somebody as a Musmach, he could become a Musmach and then he could give Smicha to other people, will create a Bezdin of Gimel Musmachin, We'll give Malchus, and if we give Malchus like this, he's going to be Potter. So Rabban and Sfas discussed this. They agreed that this was an Eitzah, and then they voted. So who's going to be the person that's going to be this first Samuch that everyone is unanimously in agreement with? He should be the person that should have the Smicha. And they all decided on the Mari Beirav. Now, just a little bit of more accurate historical context. This took place in the year Reish Tzadik Ches, in the year 1538, Lemisparo. And the person that was decided upon was the Mari Beirav. I always thought it was interesting because who lived in Tzfas at that time? Reish Verish and the Bessi Yosef. Now, the Mari Beirav was older than the Bessi Yosef by about 15 years, but the Bessi Yosef wasn't a younger man. Bessi Yosef was 50 years old at the time. And the person that was chosen to be the one that his scheme will call that he's the one that should be the Samoch, it was the Marie Beira. Pashup Shad is he was the Rav in Svas, 
And he happened to have been older than the Beis Yosef. And for sure the Beis Yosef could have been the Samoch. But the point is, they all decided that it's going to be the Maribe Rav. Now the Maribe Rav received Smicha, and then he had to make other Smuchen, because they had to have a Bezden. So legend has it that he gave Smicha to the Beis Yosef, he gave Smicha to his Talmud the Mabit, he gave Smicha to two other people as well. Incidentally, the Beis Yosef gave Smicha to the Alshech, and the Alshech would years later give Smicha to Reb Chaim Vital. So there was Smicha going on in Svas. Now one of the people that the Maribe Rav gave the Smicha to was a Yid whose name was Reb Levi Ibn Chaviv, more popularly known as the Maral Bach. The Maral Bach was the Rav of Yerushalayim at the time. So at that time there were two real Jewish communities in Eretz Yisrael. One was in the north, in the Galil, in Tzvas, and the other one was Yerushalayim. Now the one in the north, in Tzvas, was a much larger community than the one in Yerushalayim, but there was a second Kehillah nonetheless. And the Rav, the Rosh, the Rav, the Mar the Asra of that Kehillah was the Maral Bach. So the Maribe Rav, after he receives his smicha, he sends a letter to the Maral Bach, and he tells the Maral Bach that I want you to know I was just given smicha based on this Rambam, and the reason we're doing it is partial to be matzal these yidin that nebuch they're in such a terrible tzara they have such anguish over the fact that they did certain averis and as a result this is why we're doing it and I want you to know that I'm now granting you smicha as well so the Maral Bach receives this telegram he opens it up he reads through it and he says Rabbeinu the <laughs> the Almakula, what's going on over here? And he sits down and he didn't just write a letter back to the Marie Beirav. He wrote a kuntress back to the Marie Beirav. A kuntress that survived the generations, a kuntress that we have. Mila Bamila, it's printed in the back of the Shiloh's Chuvis Maral Bach. It's Simen Kufnun in his Chuvis, but it's, it's very, very long. And basically, what he told the Marie Beirav in short was thanks, but no thanks. Meaning, I appreciate you considering me for this very, very prestigious prominent position as being a, a musmach and, and to be someone that maybe one day could be a chavra on the Sanhedrin Agadol. But at the same time, I think that your argument is very, very flawed, and let me tell you why. And it's, it's long. I rather went through the first tshuva that the Merabach wrote. There ended up being a lot of give and take. Meri Beirav wrote back to Merabach. Merabach wrote back to Meri Beirav. Even more recently, the new edition, this was printed in Tovshin Pe'alev, the new edition has hoisafas that they found, Xaviad that the Meri Beirav wrote. So there's a lot, a lot of literature. There's a lot to go through. If you want to go through this properly, it's Erev Shabbos, so we'll just speak out of Toyamel. But just in the spirit of getting a little bit of a sense of what the Meral Bach was writing back to Meribe Rav and why he seemed to be so opposed from a halachic perspective to what the Meribe Rav did. So really, if you go through that first contrast that he wrote, really it boils down to three points that he made. The first point that he said was, is that the Rambam said that you need all the Chachme Yisrael to be in agreement. So he wrote back to the Meribe Rav that being that you need all the Chachmei Yisrael, and clearly you consider me one of the Chachmei Yisrael, you gave me smicha, and I'm not masking, so let's just get this out of the way, it's not negate. That was the first thing he wrote. And it's the first really few pages of what he wrote back. So he said, the first thing I want you to know is that it's not Negea. The reason it's not Negea is because I'm not Masking. I'll tell you why I'm not Masking. But he said, I'm not Masking. And because I'm not Masking, it's not Negea. And he said, really, read the Ramam's Lashen. The Ramam's Lashen is, Nir and Lish, Hadvarim, Shemeskimu Kolachachomim Shemeretz Yisrael. I'm a Chacham, I live in Yerushalayim, which is an Eretz Yisrael. And the Rambam said the same exact Lashen in his Pirish HaMishnayis. He said all. And because he said all, so therefore, it's not... Now, what did the Maribay Rav hold? Obviously, he held Ruboi Kekulayin. 
So because Rubi Kakula, he was being soimich, he didn't think he needed the Meral Bach's opinion. Because he knew he had Rav of the Chachme Yisrael. Rav was Zichel living in Tzvaz. Like the Chsam Seifer writes in all his chuvas, how for years Rav of the Chachme Yisrael were living in Tzvaz. So we know that as a fact. So he knew he had the Rav of the Chachme Yisrael. But the Meral Bach said, that's not enough you have Rav, you need all. And then he wrote that even if you're going to tell me, Rubi Kakula, you can certainly argue that. But that's Pashat. That Rubai Kikuloi would have to mean Rubai Mekuloi. In other words, what it would have to mean is, is that you had all the Chachmi Yisrael together in one room. And they all discussed and expressed all their difference of opinions. And then they took a vote and it came out, Nimnu Vagamru, that we're going to appoint this person. But if you didn't have all the Yidin together, then the Roiv is not a Roiv. Rubai Kikuloi is if it's Rubai Mekuloi. But if it wasn't Rubai Mekuloi, it's not going to work. And the Rabbach quoted a, a Rajbin, the Truva, he brings the whole Arichos of that Rajba, where this concept, this idea is Mefurish in the Rajba. That even if there's a Rubai Kikuloi, but it would have to be Rubai Mekuloi, and being that he didn't have all the Chachmi Yisrael together, so he said it's not Negei. So if you need Kol Chachmi Yisrael, it's not, not Negei, because I'm not Maskev. And even if you're going to tell me Rubai Kikuloi, you would have needed all the Chachmi Yisrael when you took the vote, and you didn't have all the Chachmi Yisrael. So then he told the Maribay Rav, did the Ma'abach, okay, so you're going to tell me now you have all the Chachmi Yisrael, meaning now that you wrote back the letter, so now I heard your opinion, I hear Abba Lamaisa, now we're going back with Rubai Kukulai, so he questioned whether you can work this out, maybe we'd have to all get together, okay so maybe let's get together, there's a real Tayelus over here, this wasn't personal, they're trying to figure this out, they're trying to make this work but Ma'abach said a Dov Nifla, he says he said it's already too late he said, why is it too late? He said, because the whole concept of having Rubai Mekula is, is that when you vote, when you cast your vote, you will have taken all the opinions into consideration. So you heard all the differences of opinions, all the Chachmi Yisrael are there. If there's anyone that has anything that they want to say, please say it now. Everyone had their chance. Like Rashi says in Chomish, everybody's there. If anybody has anything to say, now's the time to say it. And Afal Pekin, you still voted the way you vote. Like, that's the, the Svar of that Rajba, why you would want it to be Rubik Kukulay. But Tzedem Al-Bach, once you voted, it's already too late. You know why? He said, because now you have Nagias to uphold your vote. And if you have Nagias to uphold your vote, even if you're going to hear me out, I don't know if you're hearing me anymore. It's too late. Because once you vote, you want to be real. You don't want to find out that Bach basically knocked out this whole excitement and everything that we had. And he said, I'll bring you a Raya. In fact, he said, I'll bring you three Rayas. We'll mention the third, because it's a Gemara that we learned together very, very recently. A Gemara in the second paragraph of Ksubis. This is what it means. The Gemara says, if there were three Dayodim that sat down to do Kim Shtaris. They want to write a hempik. And then it was Nafak Alea Irur on one of the Dayonim. Now the other two Dayonim know he's okay. Could they be mayor or not? It depends. If they didn't sign yet on the hempik, they could be made. But once they sign on the hempik, they can't. And the reason, says the Gemara, is, is because once they sign, they're Nagea Bedavar. And the Nagis is, we don't want that anyone should say that a member of our Besden was not okay. And that we signed on a handpick with a member that maybe was... So you see, Dayanim are very sensitive. This is what the Malbach said. When it comes to these Inyanim, to make sure that they're perceived in the, in the proper light. Zilusa the Beidina, you find this idea. We saw in Ksubis as well. So you see, they're very, very sensitive. So he said, that maybe a Dayan would say, to uphold this dignity, 
when it comes to something like this. So the first thing that Rabach told the Maribe Rav is, I just want you to know, it's not a gaya because either you need all the Chachme Yisrael, and I feel him which is very plausible, but it would have to be Rubai Mekuloi at Timofurish Rajva. You didn't have Rubai Mekuloi, and once you cast your vote, it's too late. And it's for that reason you wouldn't be able to vote again, and therefore you don't even have Rav. If you don't have Rav, so Stam is like, this is going to be a problem. Then the Maribe, then the Marabach went into some of the toichen of the actual Shiloh. And he said, this is a very, very big problem. This is the second point we're going to speak at. And it's very, very obvious. And it should almost make this whole idea dead on arrival. And that is, the concept of Chayvi Krisos, Shalaku, Nifter Midei Krisosan is, if someone's Chayv Karas, and then he gets Malkus, he's part from Karas. What's the definition of Malkus? It means somebody hit him? No. It means Malkus. With the Ganser Ganskai, as in Mesechtes Malkus, said the Meralbach, that in order to get Malkus, you have to be Chay of Malkus. The only time you're Chay of Malkus is if there was Hasra. So if the only time you're Chay of Malkus is if there was Hasra, nobody had Hasra. So they can get Malkus when Hayb is market. It's not Malkus. And if it's not Malkus, they're not part of from Karas. So all we're doing is, is we're hitting a Yid for no reason. And if that's the case, this whole idea is terribly, terribly flawed. Now, the emphasis the Maribe Rav was a guy in Oilon, and the Yosef was there, and the Mapit was there. They all knew this. They all knew the chefts of Malkus, Fadas, Asra. So that's not a 21st century Svara. They all got that very, very clear. So if that's the case, so what was the Maribe Rav thinking? So Maribe Rav said, held, and this is what he apparently had expressed when they wrote this psaac initially that although it's true that you need Hasrala Malkus, but that's only if the Malkus is going to be forced upon the perpetrator. Meaning, Bezdin has an ability to force Malkus on somebody. The only time Bezdin can force Malkus on a Yid is if there was Hasra. But he said a Chiddush that if somebody walks into Bezdin and says, give me Malkus, the is, even if there was no Hasra, Still, you could give him Malkus. That was his Chiddush. And he held, did the Maribe Rav, that Madach, if a person had Asrala Malkus, it's Niftrumide Krisosan. So Kavachoyim, if he didn't have Asrala Malkus, it should be, be Niftrumide Krisosan. And the reason is, is because if there was Hasra, so that means that it was, the Averi that he did was more Chamor. So if the Averi that he did was more Chamor, so... It is less of a svara maybe to think that he should get off the hook. But the person that did it, Shleib Asra, that there was less chamer. And because that there was less chamer, there's more of a svara maybe that he should be part of. But that was the time of the Maribera. And when Al-Bach wrote back, he said, there's no such thing. I hear what you're saying. The fact that you need Asrola Malkus isn't just a Tanai in Koifanoi Soila Malkus. But the fact that you need Asrola Malkus is a Tanai in the Hefts of Malkus. And because it's a Tanai in the Hefts of Malkus, so therefore, therefore it's going to be a problem. And then he went weiter. And he said that even if you're going to tell me that maybe there is a Musig of getting Malkus, even if there was no Hasrola Malkus, like the Maribe Rab wants to say. But as relates to the Halacha of Nifteru Midei Krisasan, I don't know if you can say that. And he said a beautiful thing. He said, the Mishnah says, Kol What's the Makar? It says, What's the Makar? Once the person gets mal, because he sees achicha, which means he's not chayv kars anymore. What does it mean, What does that word mean? 
doesn't mean Malkus. That would be Vinilka, right? It's a little tricky. It sounds like it means Malkus. Kivin Shalaka. No, it's not what it means. Vinilka is Miloshim Kloy, Miloshim Busha, Miloshim Bezioinus. When a person got Malkus, it was Bezioinus. So Vinilka, Chichalei Neko, that once you get the Bezioinus of the Malkus, Hareyu Kachacha. So said the Meral Bach, that the Gemara says in Tainus Taftes Vavam and Beis, that when there was no rain for a long time, and all the Yidden, they had to have a procession. So the Nasi and the Bezin, they would all go outside, and they would put ashes on the head of the Nasi and the Bezin. Faith the Gemara, why do you have to put ashes on his head? Let him take the ashes and put it on his own head. And the Gemara says, because doima mishem mi piatzmoy, mishem mi That's what the Gemara said. So Tainus the Bach, being that the whole halacha, that Kivin Shalaku is Niftur Midei Krisasan, is geboit on the fact that there's a bizarre I can argue that the only time there's the bazillion is if it was forced upon. But if it wasn't forced upon, but you said give it to me, so that's already a misbayish mi piatzmoy. And we have no makar that a misbayish mi piatzmoy has this union of a niklo Maybe you need the bazillion on that level. Maybe not on this level. And then the Malbach said a dover nifla manish. He said that on that Mishnah, so it's Makis Tavchav Gimel Amen Aleph. This is also quoted in Masechtes Megillah Dav Zayin Amidbeis. Believe it or not, there's a Kamle B'derabba Mine Sugi in Masechtes Megillah. Right? It has Kamle B'derabba Mine coming to Masechtes. It has nothing to do with Esther and Achashverish and Mordechai and all that raid. Right? Where does it come in? It comes in because the Mishnah says Ein Bein Shabbos Liyem Akipurim Elo Shnezeze Doine Bideyadam Vezeze Doine Bikaris. Right? In the middle of all the Ein Beins. Ein Bein Shabbos Liyem Kippur Shabbos is Mises Bezin and Yom Kippur is only Kars. Zok Gemara It's Mashma that Liyem Kamle B'derabba Mine There's no Chilik. Zok Gemara Mani Masnisa Reb Nuchun Yuben Akane Amazing. Mikil Uzayin of the Right? Since Reb Nuchun Yuben Akane Shal Yoisis Yom Kippur Shabbos Kitashulim. So in that Sugya. Said, why did Rashi add these words? Rashi should have said, Two words really, Bebezdin. We know. You look, why does Rashi have to teach me Hilchas Makis in Megillah of Zayin Amidays? So the Rabbach said it's poshit that the reason Rashi was saying this was He was coming to say that the only time Malkus patters is number one if it's in Bezdin, but even more than that, if there was Hasrola Malkus. But in your case, Maribe Rav, somebody would walk into Bezdin, he would say, give me Malkus, that in itself wouldn't be okay. So Sedemar al-Bach, he said, number one, this whole idea is not Negea because you need call or even Rav, you don't have that. He said, besides, there was no Hasrola Malkus. How are you giving me the Malkus? You can maybe create a Bezdin, but you need a Hasra. And if there's no Hasra, then there's no Malkus. And there's zikha no chaybi krisa shalaku niftera midei krisasan because that Rashi says mefurish in Megillah Dav Zayin Amabes. He was also mefalful very much in the washing of the Rambam. But the bottom line is, is you see in mefurish that it's not okay. By the way, it's just a pella. How the Marabach is handling this shayla. And in the punchline, he has a Gemara in Tainus Tezvav Amabes. And he has a Rashi in Megillah Dav Zayin Amabes. This is hafachba vafachba the kuluba. Right? Every word, every line, doesn't matter what mesachta you're learning. It's agadata. This, this kol gufei teira kluyin and everything. But then the Malbach said that there's a third problem. And that is, at the end of the day, where are you coming from? What are you basing this all on? You're basing this all on the Rambam. The Rambam himself, 
after he finished this whole shtikl Torah in the Yad Chazakos ended with the words Vadover Tzarech Echra. That means the Ram himself wasn't sure. So if the Ram himself wasn't sure, so the Ram had a Suffolk. So if the Ram had a Suffolk, how are you giving somebody Malkus based on Suffolk? You can't do that. At the end of the day, the Rambam Aleyna Tzarech up Vadover Tzarech Echra. Now the Maribay Rab knew that. He read the Rambam, just like everybody read the Rambam. What did he understand? Maribe Rav held that when the Rambam said Vadovet Sarechechra, it wasn't referring to the toichen of what the Rambam said. It was actually going back on the last thing that the Rambam said. The last thing the Rambam says is that if all the Chachmi Yisrael would agree on one person getting smicha, he gets smicha. That one person can give smicha to anybody he wants. You don't need all the Chachmi Yisrael to be on board with the second smicha. Then Hayusham Samuch Mipi Samuch Daskulon. That's the dover. That's sarachachra. And the Maribe Rav said, "I'll prove it to you." Because in Pirush Hamishnayis, the Rambam didn't say vadover sarachachra. He only said it in the Yad. Because in the Yad, he was moist of this knech. So he was moist of this knech. That's why he said vadover sarachachra. But Rabach said that's a doichik. Vadover sarachachra sounds like it's a postscript to this whole shmuz. Ah, you want to know why he didn't say it in the Pirush Hamishnayis? So he said. Because the Rambam wrote the Pirush HaMishnayis when he was younger. And he wrote the Yad Chazaka when he was older. And when the Rambam was younger, he didn't think Vadovet Tzarech Echra. But then he got older and he realized, not so fast. Heavy Masunim Baden. Vadovet Tzarech Echra. He said, not just that. The Rambam's Pirush HaMishnayis was Pirush HaMishnayis. We always speak out from the night of Yehuda. The Bartanura, Rashi, a Parshin doesn't have to be as medactic. It could be a little Sholei Ali the Hilchasa. So a year Ali in the Rambam and Pirush HaMeshnayis is Einzach. But as it relates to Yad Chazaka, here the Rambam is passing in Allah HaLamaisa. And because of it, here the Rambam is passing in Allah HaLamaisa, so we hear the Rambam wrote V'adover Tzarech Echra. Either way, so the Marabach said, it's dead on arrival because you don't have older Chachamim, you don't even have Rubei Kekulai, and now it's already too late. He said there was no Astrala Malkus, so how are we giving them Malkus? And for sure, Rashi says Mefurish. It's a Mefurish Rashi in Megillah Zayin Amad Bey. It's called Chavi Krisis in Hisru, Be'edim. It's Mefurish that there would have to be Hasra. And he said, besides, we're basing this on a Rambam. The Rambam said, Vadovet Tzarech Echra. So as we mentioned, there was a back and forth between the Maribe Rav and the Rabach. Again, we're literally, this is the Toyamel version. But it goes on and on and on. It's, it's like a hundred pages long. And at the end, they decided that they were going to send the Shiloh to the Radvaz. The Radvaz was the Rabban Shalkopne Agoyla at the time. He was living in Golis. He was living in Egypt. He was in Mitzrayim. And they sent the Radvaz the Shiloh. And the Radvaz wrote a, a tshuva. And he was very, very firm in his position. And he sided 100% with the Marabach. And he sided and he held that this is not something that's okay. If you look in the Rambam, this is not a talked away Metziah, but if you look in the Rambam, on the side of Perik Dalar, Alach Yudalef, in the Rambam, Hilchah Sanhedrin, so Radvaz is one of the noise that on the Rambam, and on the side, there's like a long Radvaz, where he brings a little bit of the history. He says, quote, Aloshin Zeh, it was based on this Loshin of the Rambam, that Samchu Chach Mitzvas, V'hagodol Shebehem, who's the Godol? Not to be Yosef, the Maribe Rav, T'lis Moich Smuchin Lodun Dine Knosses, but it didn't work out. Because the Chacham who was living in Yerushalayim at the time, he didn't agree. Who was the Chacham? It was the Merabach. They asked me while I was still living in Mitzrayim. And they asked my hiskamnu. And we did not agree to the Maribe Rab. We sided with the Merabach. And then he goes on and he explains why he had a problem. One of the Chedushim, one of the big 
issues that the Radvaz had, that the Malbach talked a little bit about as well, is that at the end of the day, in order to get smicha, you have to be someone that has the credentials to be on the Sanhedrin. You had to be a member of the... The members of the Sanhedrin, right? Mark Chaim seven Dilashainas, because he was a member of the Sanhedrin. He said, Pashin, the boxes you have to check off in order to be someone that's worthy of sitting on a Bezdin, and someone that's worthy that's, of sitting on a Sanhedrin, that's not a Dava Pashin at all. That's something that's, that's garnered as a Pashin, and for, for that reason, this is not something that's going to be very, very feasible and very, very shy. So coming full circle. Zok Diskanaharin. Zok Ravaran walking. He said, I have a Diyak in a Smah. The Shulchan Aruch says of someone's madlik Godish shall chaveroi biyoyim akipurim. Talach is he's chayiv l'shalim. Break the sma. You chayiv l'shalim. We pass like Rabbi Yochanan that you're loyka u'mashalim. So the sma chiddush beferish ribs a Torah chayiv bechaveroi l'tashlumin. Break the chayshin aron. Break Rabbi Aron walking Hashem yom kamdamai. He says I don't understand the the kasha. L'chayra the mechaber was talking b'zman azeh. The Shulchan Aruch didn't write Hilchas Mashiach, and because the Shulchan Aruch didn't write Hilchas Mashiach, so he meant today. If he meant today, there's no Hasra anyways, because Hasra is the commander of Yisro Domin. So if there's no Hasra, so good we tied it into the Prima Gadim Sophic. But at the end of the day, what's far Hasra is thus? Zok the Chayshin Aaron that it could be. I'm using a little poetic license, but it could be because the smile was being mafarish to be Yosef. And the Beis Yosef sat on a Bezdin where they held that it was okay to give Malchus. And if that's the case, Hasrallah Malchus is yet to be Malchus. So in the Beis Yosef's world, who had gotten smicha from the Marim Beirav, and who had given smicha to the Alshech, over there Hasra was Hasra. And if Hasra was Hasra, so it's not so posh that it's the command of history to me. And therefore you would have Rabbi Yochan Shita, maybe of Milka Lokim and And that's why to be Miyashev and Machaber, or Beisnyoyse, we have to say an under It's not posh to say, oh, the Hasra is anyway is not a Hasra. That's not true. It's not so posh In this world, it is Shaykh, and the Beisnyoyse's Velt, it was possible to get Malkis. And if it was possible to get Malkis, so Hasra. What was the cash? What kind of Asra is it? No, it is Asra. In his world, it could be, it would be Asra Lamarcus. Again, this is Pashit, just Dar Alain. But just to end, and that is, is that the Mralbach wrote back when he, to the, to the Chachomim Mitzvahs, he said, I don't want you to chas v'shom think that this tshuva that I'm writing and this kuntras is coming from a place of a lack of sensitivity to everything that's going on. I understand the plight of the Anusim and I'm very, very sensitive to it. And that's not where this is coming from. The only reason I'm saying this is because I think at the end of the day, we can't give them Malkus. And to Yid, when you're not allowed to, is a very Dovah Chalmur. And I don't think it's going to part to them from their chorus. But at the same time, I want you to express very, very clearly to these Yidin that if Im calls it ain't about Tshuval that all these Yidin, they don't have to be Batsar. And they shouldn't have any feeling of Yish. I understand what they lived through. But they don't have to have Tsar or Yish. They'll get all the Kapari they need on the Malkus. And they can Shtaigois on the Malkus to be bigger than all the Tzadik and Gemurim. As long as they're going to try to be Makayim what they need to. The Novi 
was maftiachos shuva yisrael ad Hashem aleikecho that shuva yisrael ad Hashem aleikecho ba'ala v'akabala afilu kafar beikir even if somebody was kafar beikir kafar beikir still he could do tshuva ad Hashem aleikecho v'loy levad al yidei yisurim it doesn't have to be with yisurim ela afilu below yisurim it can happen below yisurim im yikayim asham ashloim all of us shalom bechesed ve'emes yichuparavoin aderech shapirshu arabra beniyoyna chosid b'seifer shari tshuva shuloi b'seifer shari rishin. Half love of hell. He says, you have nothing to worry about. He says, their plight is going to be fine. All they need to do is do tshuva. This is so reminiscent of the Neu Yehuda's famous tshuva, Nerechaim Simulam Ed Hey, with the Yid, who was Baal Chamoisa, and he, he was looking for Sigufim. Neu Yehuda said, I don't know Sigufim, this is not my Indian. But at the same time, don't, you don't need Sigufim. You, you, you're telling me you're Ben Teira, you're harving and learning. He says, Teira, that's Mechaper, all that virus. You don't need the Yisurim. It's not necessary. It's not something, this is not something you do. You know, if you read, if you look at this, the Ksava Smicha that the Maribe Rav it's amazing how we have all this and how this has all been preserved but if you look at the, the Ksava Smicha of the Chachmei Tzvas when they appoint the, the Maribe Rav so they write just one excerpt we chose HaChacham HaSholim HaRav Rabbi Yaakov Beirav Shneiya Somuch for Rosh Yeshiva VeRav Yiskeri for who Yoshev MeHayoyser HaChachamim Shabano Etzlei VeRabbanim Yiskeru for you Smuchin LaAd LaOilam and then they ended. This act will be This will be maybe the beginning of our redemption. And they invoked that Pasik of Ashiva This was the Pasik that the Ramam himself had stated in Perik Dalit of his Pirish HaMishnah, in the beginning of Pirish HaMishnayas. And who's the one who said the Nevuah of Ashivel Shev Taich It was said. Uh, it was said by none other than the Novi Yeshaya. Ironically, it sounds like it should be in the Haftar of Nachamu Nachamu Ami. It's actually not. It's in the Haftar of Chazon Yeshayah. Sachdon Yeshayah begins with the Nigin of Eichel. But then at the end, at the end of Chazon Yeshayah, this Psukim of Nechama, this Psukim of Chizok, this is really leading the way to the ultimate Nechama. And really, Chazon Yeshayah ends with these words. Mamish, the words that were quoted by the Rambam and the Spirit Shamashnayis, and the words that were quoted by the Maribe Rav and by the Chach Mitzvahs when they made the Smicha. And Mishataka B'Zoycha, Tevashiva Shoftayach Yivarishoyinu V'Yatsayach Yivatchilo, Achrei Ken Yikari Loch Irat Tzedek, you see clearly that the Chachamim held that if we would make this as Iris, we would do this, maybe this would be Makariv, the Gula a little bit, which by the way takes this whole raid bite into a whole nother dimension, which is, uh, which is reminiscent of other raid bites we've talked about that end up, end up in that same dimension. We'll save that for another day. But again, this is just Yusoydei, how Yusoy, this is so much here, there was so much back and forth. Every Ha'ara you can ask Ha'ara's on. But again, Bossy Rakla Ha'ara, just a little bit of a Haschala on this Indian.